Seattle hockey fans, we have another episode of Locked on Kraken, your only daily podcast covering the Seattle Kraken. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, and uh, today we're definitely going to go over NHL scores. You're going to hear from other NHL hosts. We're going to get you updated with what the Checkers and the Thunderbirds are doing, and the longest tournament ever headed to the knockout rounds. Finally, yes, we're talking about world champions that and unfortunately a lot more because the world is not in a good way that's coming up on locked on kraken you are locked on kraken your daily podcast on the seattle kraken part of the locked on podcast network your team every day we are the seattle kraken Hey, Seattle hockey fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken. Yesterday was a travel day, so we're back. We're going to talk about the NHL playoffs. Lots to get into. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Charlotte Checkers. They've got a game tonight. The Thunderbirds played, so we've got plenty to go over. Um, and again, I just want to kind of send some love and light. There's a lot going on in the world um, you know, between death threats and Kadri, and we'll get to that, and uh, just other things going on. Got my Protect Children Not Guns pin on for those in, I mean, from Buffalo to California to Texas to D.C. Unfortunately, anywhere USA these days, um, so I actually want to start with my wellness tip. Been doing that at the end of the shows. If you've been watching on YouTube or obviously listening, our podcast audience is still strong, um, audio podcast audience. And I hope that you find some joy today. You know, those of us who are female identifying, we don't like to be told to smile because usually it comes with a lot of innuendo and foolishness, but there is science uh, about smiling and um, just bringing joy into your life, especially when you're not feeling joyful. So um, I hope you have reason to smile and take reason to smile, listen to your favorite song, read a book, read a passage or scripture or eat your favorite meal. I'm going to get a haircut today, so I won't be wearing hats on the podcast anymore for those watching on video. But um, have a smile. All right. Have a smile. Um, all right. Let's get into the hockey. Um, we'll start with the hockey that happened over, uh, or I should say on Monday because yesterday was a travel day. So mention Kadri. We'll get to that in a moment. But Panthers blanked by the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you missed it, this was the watch party that 
Black Rosie Media and Black Girl Hockey Club co-hosted. We had a really great time. The link is in the bio if you want to check that out. Watch it on the replay. We announced some pretty cool things from Black Girl Hockey Club scholarship winners. We had a great conversation about the importance of hiring Black women. So go check that out. Um, two nothing. What a weird, wonky game. Two disallowed goals. Uh, another unfortunate performance on the power play. Um, shots heavily in favor of the Panthers, yet Tampa Bay gets a 2-0 victory. Um, so there's that. And then the Avalanche, 6-3, including a Nazem Kadri hat trick. We're going to talk about that, but uh, you don't need to, you know, take my word for it. Let's get you to our special Locked on Kraken hosts from these shows. We're going to start with a friend of the pod of Locked on Kraken pod. That, of course, is Armando Velez. Tough loss for the Panthers. Here's what he had to say after the game. The best regular season for the Florida Panthers in their franchise's history is unable to produce in the postseason. What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers lose by a final score of 2 to nothing in Game 4 at Emily Arena. And they have been swept by their cross-state rivals, Tampa Bay Lightning. And this was a series that was really over after Game 2, after playing an almost 60-minute game and then the heartbreak that was in Game 2. And it carried over to Game 3, where the Florida Panthers continues to struggle on the power play. The Tampa Bay Lightning were just getting in any passing lane, shooting lane, not making it difficult on Andre Vasilevsky. And the few opportunities that the Florida Panthers did have on Vasilevsky, he was able to finish the job and not allow anything get past them. And it proved with a 49 of 49 performance for Vasilevsky tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So once again, they haven't found out a way to figure him out in the postseason. Not many teams have. That's why they're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So it's back to the drawing board for the Cats. They have an offseason to talk about with not much high draft capital and very cap space to try to run it back next season. So those are a lot of questions that the Florida Panthers do have ahead of them going into the offseason. So to listen to my recap of this 2 to nothing loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and getting swept out of the second round. Join me and David Lasseter of PantherParkway.com as we discuss this loss and we discuss the season for the Florida Panthers. Tough one, tough one. As you heard, Vasilevsky, I mean, over 40 saves really came up big for the Tampa Bay Lightning, showing why they're back-to-back champs, and they move on and now get some rest and await the next series, we'll get into that because those are the Mon- or excuse me, the Tuesday scores. Keeping it with Monday, the other game was, of course, Colorado. Mentioned that just a moment ago that uh, the Colorado Avalanche were able to, if you will, pour on and get a pretty big win. And uh, we're going to ha- take you over to Locked on Abs for the update and then also The NHLPA, as of yet, is the only party to respond between the NHL and the two teams involved regarding death threats on Nazem Kadri. Here is Locked on Avs with their recap 
of the game. All right, Kyle, this is what makes sports so good because you have a storyline like we have right now with Nazem Kadri. We all know what happened in game three, the injury with the collision with, uh, with Bennington, who he's out for the remainder of the season. And then what followed in St. Louis was pretty despicable and all of the hate talk thrown at Nazem Kadri and racist talk thrown at Nazem Kadri. And what does he do? At least on the ice, off the ice, that's a that's a, a much bigger problem. But on the ice, his response was, I'm just going to get a hat trick and four points and put my team up three to one in the series. And that's where the avalanche stand right now as they go back to Denver to potentially end this thing and get out of the second round, which has eluded them the past number of seasons. He hit somewhere it hurts by scoring a hat trick and not falling to David Perron and his goonery. Everybody wants to say Kadri is a dirty player. He didn't give in to it. He heard him on the scoreboard, and he's sending the Avalanche back to Ball Arena with a 3-1 lead. Very undisciplined. Very undisciplined St. Louis Blues team. But it, you didn't get it until the second period. In the first period, when they were leading, they, didn't, they, they did attempt to go after Kadri in the beginning with Braden Shen. Kadri wanted no part of it. And then what happened? The Avs reeled off four goals in under five minutes in this to start the second period. And then that's when the Blues decided we're going to go after Kadri. It got them a five-on-three power play. They didn't score on it, but they scored seconds after it was over. So essentially a power play goal from a five-on-three. And that doomed the Blues. And the Avs go on to the six-to-three victory. And like we said, they can wrap this thing up in Denver. It's all setting up nicely for the Avalanche right now. And we have to congratulate Nazem Kadri for dealing with what he dealt with off the ice and putting his money where his mouth is on the ice for the Colorado Avalanche. All right. All right Oops. There we go. So there you have it. Um, first of all, stick taps to Kyle wearing his hockey diversity Alliance cap hockey diversity Alliance started by NHL players. Eventually they involved some women, but um, HDA was the first group to respond at all in any way, shape or form to what was happening with Nazem Kadri. We talked about it on Monday's show. Um, Akeem Aliou made a statement um, I want to take you to what the NHLPA tweeted. But, but first, and thank you for, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't write the name down, but someone in the comments uh, talking about Bennington and the swing of the stick. That was a separate incident as part of the highlights. Pack. So, um, but speaking of Bennington, allegedly he's been wiping his Twitter uh, I'm just going to leave that one there for now. I really don't want to get too worked up. Like I said, my self-care today is getting a haircut. I want to feel good about it. Um, but here's what the NHLPA had to say. They made this statement after, after the game on Monday, well after the game on Monday, it actually made it yesterday. And uh, except for members of the hockey diversity Alliance and the greater hockey community, um, haven't seen the NHL respond. Haven't seen the Blues respond. It's been no comment from the Blues. Um, so anyway, 
NHLPA strongly condemns the hateful and offensive comments directed towards Nazem Kadri and his family. And we've seen that Nazem has spoken about this. He was asked about it and made it very clear that he's had to get used to this type of behavior, that it's hurtful, that he pushes through because there may be people that are not they don't have the fortitude or the energy, I'm paraphrasing here, to deal with such things. And he pushes through for them. Do not mistake any of that. And what I think the big conversation should be is not Nazem overcoming racism, but the fact that there is cowardice in leadership throughout hockey that will not address racism and death threats to one of their hockey players. You have a system in place to protect players for hits to the head and dirty hits and all of that stuff and something that could literally take a hockey player's life off of the ice and crickets. It's embarrassing. It's more than embarrassing. It's inhumane, it's unacceptable, it's cowardly, and it's quite frankly expected from the hockey community and greater society, which is what makes it extremely painful and inevitable to happen again. So anyway... With all of that, Kadri and the Avalanche, as we just heard, will take that series back home and do their best to get a win, get that over with. Hopefully they themselves also get some rest and wait out the rest of the playoffs. Speaking of, we're going to get into Tuesday's games. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, I'm going to tell you about rockauto.com. It is impossible for your local chain store to carry everything that you need for your auto, uh, for, for all your auto part needs, your car, your vehicle, whatever you got. Um, and why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for parts that you can find in the online category of rockauto.com? That's the family owned business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, over 20 years. Uh, you know, we're seeing gas prices go up, but you can control how much you spend on parts, tail lamps, uh, new carpet, things of that nature, and get a good deal by heading over to rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com. You can see all the parts available for your car or vehicle, and then type lo uh, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Welcome again to Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. We've got quite the show for you. Lots going on in the sporting world, in the hockey world, including IIHF. But uh, we're going to, um, as I pull up these hockey scores, we're going to keep talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. We had other games. We have other experts from the Locked On Network, Locked On NHL Network in particular, that have some thoughts. And in case you missed them, you can always head to Locked On Now 
get them immediately, these post-game reactions in the playoffs, you can get them immediately after the game and get a rundown of everything that happened that's Locked On Now, which is available anywhere you listen to any Locked On podcasts and also available on YouTube. All right, but um, let's get to these scores. You've got the Rangers and the Hurricanes. They now are tied. Series is tied 2-2 after the Rangers got a 4-1 victory last night. Um, And then the Oilers and Flames. That's what we've got for the Oilers and Flames. It's a 5-3 victory for the Oilers. I hate to say it because uh, this is not this particular player, not my cup of tea. He is a leader in the Hockey Diversity Alliance, but Evander Kane, uh, you'll hear quite the stat regarding Evander Kane and these playoffs, the Oilers, with a 3-1 victory. And we'll hear from Despal Mosto on what, if anything, the Flames can do after, quite honestly, flaming out in uh, Game 4. So let's take you to those acts to give you some more um, context to these scores. First, we will start with... Um, the locked on uh, hurricanes, and that's Jared coming to you talking about uh, this loss to the Rangers. Hey there, Kenya. It's Jared Ellis here, host of Locked On Hurricanes. And tonight, the Hurricanes lost yet another road playoff game. This time, 4 1 to the New York Rangers in game four. Now that series is tied at two games apiece. And honestly, I don't know what to say here. I keep saying the same thing every single road playoff game. Offense needs to show up. Power play needs to show up. And every single time, it doesn't happen. So at this point, I don't know what the Hurricanes need to do. But something has to change. Whether you're sitting some of these guys that are non-factors, like... Martin Natchez or guys that are detrimental to the team or or what it may be. I, I don't know. If there's one positive to take out of this game, it's Sebastian Ajo is now the all-time franchise leader in playoff points and assists. That's cool, I guess. See you in game five. Oh, it's always tough to hear these, especially from the losing team. But the Rangers were on the winning side of things. Let's hear what they had to say as the series is tied up and the Rangers with that big mo momentum. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? John Trek with Lockdown New York Rangers. And the Rangers just posting a convincing 4-1 to home victory against the Carolina Hurricanes to even the series at two games apiece and kind of hold serve inside Madison Square Garden, win both games there after losing both of the games on the road. And one of the things that you guys might remember if you happen to catch the latest episode of Lockdown New York Rangers, one of the things that I talked about was that even though the Rangers, you know, obviously had the great comeback against Pittsburgh and, you know, had the big win in game three against the Canes to avoid the dreaded three to nothing hole, I didn't think that the Rangers had truly played their best game of the playoffs yet. I don't think there'd been a game where the Rangers were at their absolute best, 
But I said that I thought that it was right around the corner and that it could happen as soon as game four against the Carolina Hurricanes. And that is indeed what happened here. I thought the Rangers just came out firing on all cylinders. It's one of those games that right from the opening faceoff, as you're watching it, you never for a second believe that the Rangers are not going to win the game. They were in total control. Good defensive hockey. Igor was Igor when he needed to be, but I thought the Rangers defended very well in front of him. The Rangers once again win the special teams battle. And once again, the guys that Chris Jury picked up at or near the trade deadline come through in a big, big way. You got Frank Vetrano, you know, scoring a goal on the power play. He needed a moment like that. And uh, Andrew Kopp with a big night as well. So we got a whole lot to talk about on the next episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Just an absolutely huge win for this team, getting the series even, heading back to rally for game five. So definitely do not miss the next episode of Locked on New York Rangers. All right, there you go. Headed back to Raleigh. We'll see what happens there. But as I mentioned, that's not all that we got. The Oilers and Flames. Let's head over to Jess Belmasto. The Flames or Calgary flaming out at the end. Perhaps giving the Oilers a little bit of a leash. Let's hear what Jess has to say about that. What a way to end a game after an exciting comeback. Hello everyone, it's Jess Belmosto of Locked on Flames and what, what even happened? You know, the Flames go down 3-0, they come back with Rasmus Anderson's like goal from his own blue line and then he blows it. He literally costs his team and gives the Oilers a four minute extra man advantage and just messes it all up like it's just so defeating and so angry and now they're heading back to Calgary down three games to one if <laughs> if the Oilers win on Thursday at the Saddle Dome I hope that this team remembers this feeling for the rest of their lives for the rest of their playing careers and remembers how humiliating it was mike smith literally gave you a mulligan and you still couldn't do it you still couldn't do it pain 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 everywhere Unless, of course, you're the Edmonton Oilers, in which case, I think you're feeling kind of good. But, again, don't take my word for it. Edmonton Oilers. Whoops, I'm giving you a tease. Don't take my word for it. We've got your local expert to do that. The Edmonton Oilers are a win away from the Stanley Cup Western Conference Finals as they beat the Calgary Flames 5-3 in Game 4 and take a 3-1 series lead heading back to Calgary on Thursday. Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets the scoring started for the Oilers and really gets the scoring ended for the Oilers as he scores the first goal of the game and the game winner on a couple of mistakes by Jacob Markstrom and the Oilers took advantage. Dak Hyman also getting a goal in the game as he scores in his fourth straight game in the series. He scored a goal in every game so far in this series. Evander Kane also scoring a pair. He has 12 now in the playoffs that is absolutely insane and the oilers did it all with only one assist 
from Connor McDavid. The Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames head back to Calgary for a 7.30 puck drop on Thursday in Calgary. The Edmonton Oilers have a chance to head to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2006 in enemy territory. All right, there you have it, folks. That's the recap of where we're at in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's take you now to the schedule, the schedule. Today, Wednesday, you've got the Blues at Avalanche. We talked about that. This could be a big game here. And then Thursday, the Rangers, Hurricanes, Oilers, Flames, of course, we don't need the Battle of Florida. That has already been taken care of by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coming up next, though, on Locked on Kraken, as soon as I toggle my screen here, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we are going to take you to the other playoffs happening, WHL, AHL, and um, get ready for the Charlotte Checkers and the Seattle Thunderbirds. All right, folks, again, we have uh, some action here that we want to go over, some recaps. First, let's start with the Thunderbirds. They are taking on Kamloops and the Blazes, but um, they, they fell into a three-goal hole, couldn't climb out of it, and got doubled up by Kamloops the other day in the Western Conference Finals. We uh, see there that... Tonight, they'll be back in Kent, game time, 7.05 local. Um, we mentioned this earlier, but for fans, uh, if you can watch, um, if you can get to the game, cool. But uh, the Kraken Community Iceplex has been doing watch parties for road games. Not sure what that's going to look like for the home games, but um, we'll see how the the T-Birds are able to come back. But also, um, I want to take you over now. Let me toggle over here real quick. But I want to take you over to the Charlotte Checkers and hear from them post-practice as they get ready to try and rebound from their series with the Springfield um, Thunderbirds. Just collectively rebounding, obviously, from... Not the effort we wanted, so um, felt like they, they played well, but we beat ourselves at times too. So just try to clean those up, watch video, and, and try to duplicate it on the ice. Yeah, I mean, I talked at the start of the playoffs of, uh, you know, what happens, uh, how are we going to react to things. So, um, you know, we kind of got punched in the mouth there, so to speak. Uh, and as a, as a leader, as an older guy, you, you have to be vocal. You have to obviously be hardworking at practice, um, and you have to let them know it's not the end of the world. Uh, Obviously, we're down uh, one nothing, but there's a new game, and tomorrow's a new game. Weird little two-day gap here between games one and two. What's kind of the focus of this team in terms of balancing, you know, staying sharp versus getting some rest at this point? Yeah, I mean, we got away from the city a bit yesterday, um, the city of Springfield, I, I mean, uh, and went to Boston, and um, and then today we were back at it. So I think it's a good mix of uh, getting away from the rink and then being back in town today and having a good practice. Yeah, I think it brings everybody's spirits up a bit. Um, 
you obviously spend a lot of time with the, with one another, but in a different setting, in a different, completely different city, without uh, being at the rink, I think it's it's good for the group. Oh, just work on some stuff uh, we can do better for tomorrow, and uh, I think we, we did that today in practice. Um, there's some some stuff we can uh, clean up, and that wasn't our best game, and I think we just looked at kind of our own game and, and stuff we can do better, and and um, yeah, go from there. Yeah, of course. Uh, we got to come out hard and strong uh, from the start. It's they're a good team. It's, it gets hard and hard to win. So we got to play our best from from the start. Offensively, what kind of things can you do? Oh, that's playoffs. That's just how it is. Um, we we just got to match it, play physical ourselves, play fast, and uh, yeah. Just uh, kind of be clean and make sure that we're uh, you know connected as a five-man unit, and um, you know kind of just put that game behind us and uh, get ready for the next. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's going to be a long series. We're ready to go, and, um, you know, come game time, I think we're going to uh, get back to what we're good at. I think, uh, you know, getting pucks behind their D and, and going to work. Yeah, no, I think uh, there's no panic in the locker room. I think, uh, you know, hearing it from the, the vets, um, you know, they've been through this before. You're not going to go through the whole playoffs without losing one game. So um, I think uh, kind of just getting back to what we're good at, we're ready to go. Yeah, you know, obviously that, that fuels the morale and, um, you know, a really tight-knit group here. So just getting out and... Uh, Getting to explore the city a little bit yesterday was fun, and um, you know now we're back to the rink, we're ready to go. So there you have it, the Charlotte Checkers. They lost a big one, six nothing in game one. Pretty decent amount of time between game one and game two, although they have not switched location just yet. Uh, game two tonight, that will happen uh, once again in Springfield. We heard from Zach, our guy Alexander True, and Cole as well. Um, they were able to take some time as a team, Boston not too far, able to get away from the rink, away from practice. You also heard uh, Cole talking about you can't expect to win every game in the playoffs. It, Alexander talked about it gets harder and harder to win the deeper you go. That's the kind of hockey that's when you want to be playing. And so it goes back to basics and playing within yourself you heard the team say they know they can clean up some things, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll have you covered for the Thunderbirds, the T-Birds. We'll have you covered for the Charlotte Checkers, and we'll keep up with the goings-on in the NHL. But there's another tournament happening, finally getting out of the preliminary round, and that's World Championships in Finland. We've got a few guys representing the Seattle Kraken on the German team, on the Canadian team, and of course on Team USA. This is what we've got. The top four teams in each bracket will advance. So all of our Seattle Kraken guys are advancing Germany, number two in Group A, followed by Canada, and then the United States squeaking in. And let's look at the standings and statistics here. Or excuse me, before we do that, I want to take you to um, what we're going to see as far as the playoff matchups. So here we go. Germany and Szczesnia, uh, Sweden versus Canada, Switzerland, the United States, and Finland, Slovakia. So we'll get those matchups in the quarterfinals. Now let's go to the stats and facts. This is uh, where we see Team Germany at the top of the table when it comes to scoring efficiency as a team overall. Now if you look at some of the skaters who are some of your top skaters in the tournament right now? And we're not seeing them from North American teams. Not really, except for, uh, you know, 
Luc Pierre Dubois here, but it takes a while before we even see um, a, a U.S. player on here, a younger team. Um, no Maddie Beneers. Obviously, I'm a little a bit biased because I got to see him in the playoff or in the Olympics, excuse me. So when you look at some of your scoring leaders, uh, that's when you'll see Kiefer Bellows. Really liked Kiefer's game when I saw him in the Olympics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now let's go to goalkeepers, and that's a different story. Jeremy Swayman for the United States, two wins, a nine ninety-five point three one save percentage, goals against average zero point eight nine, has him top two. In the entire tournament for netminders, where do we have Philip Grubauer? Seventh overall. He has uh, five games played. Um, so, excuse me, four games played. And then Chris Drieger in at top 10. He's got three games played in net for Canada. For Hockey Canada. So now that we're in the knockout rounds, yes, absolutely. We will keep you updated, especially on how our guys from the Seattle Kraken are doing. Carson Coleman representing the United States. Um, and as far as the NHL playoffs, it's your boy, boy, Kelly Yarncroak and his team. The Calgary Flames are on the ropes. We'll see if they can make something happen and extend the series a little bit. Either way, we'll have you covered on Locked on Kraken. Now that you've listened to Locked on Kraken, it's time for you to head over to Locked on NHL from first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. This is your daily NHL overview podcast, so a little bit different than the Locked on Nows. Locked on NHL is going to have you ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs and all the way up to the final. That's Monday through Thursday on YouTube and anywhere you listen to audio podcasts. Shout out to the audio listeners. You're still our largest Locked on uh, listenership, viewers, listenership. You're our largest audience. That's what I'm trying to say. We thank you either way that you listen and or watch. We thank you for the comments. You know, if I make a mistake, I want to know. Appreciate it. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm your host of Locked on Kraken. I gave you the tip, wellness tip already, but I'll repeat it because we usually do it at the end of the show. There's a lot of gnarly stuff happening in the world. You see, I'm wearing my Protect Children Not Guns pin I hope that you do find uh, a reason to smile. Um, and I'm not telling you that because it will, I mean, smiling does benefit other people, but I want you to do it for yourself. Smile because you made a great accomplishment in your life. Smile because your family is happy and healthy. Smile because you got outside and took a 30-minute walk and have been around nature or, you know, your kid did something cute, your doggo or your pet, um, you know, is around giving you cuddles, whatever it is. I hope you find a moment to smile. Tell a funny joke. I tell terrible jokes sometimes, but you know what? They make me belly laugh. And we have every right to be happy, even as the world is not the happiest place. Um, all the more reason why we hang on to our happiness. I want you to hold fast and stay true to being a good person and committing to anti-racism actively, and we will get through this together. 
Until tomorrow, Erica Lindsay Ayala signing off for another episode of Locked on Kraken.